what I like about copywriting is it teaches you the truth about humanity pretty quickly. Any mm-hmm. illusions you have about who humans are, what we react to, you know, we're all just kind of monkeys who, who, who react really powerfully to emotional drivers. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is a top copywriter. His name is Chris Haddad. Chris is a well-known copywriter who actually retired from copywriting and no longer teaches copy. He just writes it for himself and makes income from the amazing sales letters that he writes. And this isn't some fake scarcity play. You'll see at the end of this call, I tried very, very hard to get him to give me a website and he, and he just couldn't give me one. So his copywriting skills genuinely aren't for sale. So I'm very lucky to have landed this interview with him today. Now, for the last few years, Chris has been using his copywriting skills to make money selling products in the dating and relationship industry. And in this interview, Chris shares with us what marketers and copywriters need to know when marketing in this niche. So if you work in this niche or you plan to, or if your clients and potential clients are in this niche and you help them with their marketing, then make sure that you stay tuned. Chris, thank you very much for being with me today. No problem. Happy to be here. Chris, how did you become a copywriter? Um, I got into this business uh, out of sheer desperation about, God, it's got to be about eight or nine years ago now. Um, basically, I was living in Seattle. I was in my, my, my mid-20s, couldn't figure out how to make a living, bounced from job to job. I actually had a job writing greeting cards for a living, and I got laid off from that job and was just like, what am I going to do with myself? And I kind of stumbled onto somebody's email list. I don't know. It might have been like Clayton Makepeace or something like that, but I somehow got onto his email list, and they started talking about how you can make money writing these sales letters. And I remember seeing them for the first time and just laughing my butt off because I was like, there's no way anybody buys anything from these, these long copy sales letters with all this hype and all this stuff and whatever else. I didn't buy it at all. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I kind of like somehow got onto, um, I ended up getting a course or something and stumbling into it and started writing them kind of out of desperation, I suppose, more than anything else and got pretty good at it and went from making, you know, 35 grand a year one year to making 200 grand the next year writing copy. Did that did that for quite a while up until about two years ago. I wrote for a bunch of guys like uh, Jeff Walker. Jeff Johnson, a lot of guys in the IM space. I wrote a lot of letters in the kind of ClickBank make money niche for a while, did really well there. And then about two and a half years ago, I guess, I started my own business in the relationship advice slash dating niche and have put all of my energy towards that ever, ever since. So as you just mentioned, you have involvement in the dating relationship uh, romance niche. Is this big business online? Yeah, it's one of the top uh, four or five niches, I would say, as far as the things that really you can make money with in online marketing. You know, the biggies are always going to be things like make money, biz off is always huge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, weight loss and health are huge. Relationships are huge. And beyond that, it gets into like personal development, does quite well, um, a few others like that. But I would say relationships are definitely in the big, the big five. Okay, so that's quite a, a broad term. What niches or sub-niches do we find within the dating relationship market? Sure. Well, in our stuff, you know, we've got about seven or eight products now, I would say. Um, we actually started off, weirdly enough, going after men. We started, you know, my first product that I did more as kind of a test than anything else was one called Text Your Wife Into Bed that I read years ago, I guess. 
And that was a product just for fun. I was just like, you know, I was so sick of just writing copy for other people all the time. And, you know, I was making decent money, but I was making other people really rich, right, writing this copy. And so I was like, okay, I just got to get off my butt. And I created this Texture Wipe from the Bed product and put it up. And it did reasonably well. And the way we kind of transitioned over, um, we actually make the majority of our money selling to women at this point as opposed to men, right? And that's not true across the board. I have good friends in the relationship niche who do phenomenally selling to guys. I just find that I enjoy selling to women more and the type of stuff I want to write and the stuff type of stuff I want to do is more appealing to them. But, you know, sub niche wise, you get basically the, the biggest split, of course, is going to be men versus women. Then you're going to get things like, um, you know, we have an X-Back product. We have one called Texture X-Back. It's the number one X-Back product on ClickBank. It may be the number one X-Back product in the world. I'm not really sure. Uh, we do quite a few sales of that every single day. That's a huge, very, very passionate sub niche, right? There's a lot of people people out there, especially right after they break up with their ex, who are just like, man, how am I going to get them back? I want them back more than anything. Beyond that, there's a lot of products in the dating niche for guys that are built around pickup, you know, kind of how to get laid, how to how to meet girls, how to approach girls, things like that. For women, the sub-niches we see that do really well tend to be things along the lines of understanding men is a big one. We have a product called the Secret Survey, which is kind of a here's the truth about men your mom never told you kind of product. That does extremely well. Uh, understanding what really goes on in men's minds. Uh, for women, getting a man to commit is a huge one. We have a book on Kindle called Make Him Beg to Be Your Boyfriend, which is a, has been a huge seller for us for almost a year now. Um, and it goes down from there. But the big ones are always, you know, for guys, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Because for men, it's all about how to get laid. And for women, it's all about how to get a boyfriend or a husband. You know, it, it makes you feel like such a sexist, right? Because you're like, man, it's 2013. Everybody's equal, blah, blah, blah. But, the mar- you know, the sales numbers don't lie. Right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like this from what for what really appeals. And if you try to come up with a product for women around how to get laid, you're not going to make any money. If you try to come up with a product for men around how to get a woman to commit to you, you're going to sell five copies. Right. <laughs> so I think it teaches you just like with any niche, if you really get into copywriting. What I like about copywriting is it teaches you the truth about humanity pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. Any mm-hmm. illusions you have about who humans are, what we react to, you know, we're all just kind of monkeys who 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 react really powerfully to emotional drivers. So. Okay, so let's talk about those drivers. Actually, first of all, let me skip back a little bit. When you're copywriting, do you always write to one specific gender? Would there ever be a situation where you would write to both sexes with the same piece of copy? Um, rarely. For, it depends on the product. We have one product we're working on right now that we might put out as a front-ender. We're not sure. Right now, it's an, it's an upsell product that does quite well for us. But we have one called Never Fight Again, and that one appeals to both men and women. But so far, we've always done separate sales letters for men and women. You know, Texture X Back has a men's video and a woman's video. Uh, Text the Romance Back has a men's video and a woman's video. Um, other, all other products are either specifically for men or for women. I just find that the emotional drivers that you're going for are so different. And just from a language standpoint, it gets impossible. Yeah, it's very weak to say they will fall in love with you. Use this and the man or woman you are in love with will fall in love with you. It's really just weak copy from a from a standpoint of storytelling. You know, if I'm talking to you and saying, you know, you're gonna have a woman you're gonna have a woman look at you with absolute passion and desire, crawl across the room on her hands and knees and desperately try to rip your pants off and drag you into the drag you into the blah blah blah. That works, but if I say, like, you know, if you are a man, it just gets way too confusing and way too weak from a, from yeah. a language standpoint. So mm-hmm. for, for us, even though it's more work, it's always been worth it to do separate versions of the sales letter. And a lot of times, you know, structurally, the sales letter is going to be exactly the same. 
idea-wise, the sales letter or sales video is going to be exactly the same. But you're just going through and changing the pronouns and changing the emotions that they're going for. If you look at the two different videos for Text the Romance Back or Text Your Ex Back, you'll see that, like, you know, I do focus more on, I focus more on sex for the guys. I focus more on love and commitment for the women. I focus more on jealousy for the guys as far as a sexual standpoint. I focus more on emotional jealousy for the women, etc. because we've just learned that's what really works. So if you're doing a dating product, it's really, really difficult to make it work if you're just going for, if you're trying to make one letter serve two masters like that. Layout-wise, on the website, do you have different domains with different sales letters, or do you have one page with options to select whether you're a male or a female, and then depending on what they click, it takes them to the appropriate sales letter? For our stuff, we have a split page, so it'll, you'll go to like texturexback.com and you'll see, are you a man or are you a woman, and it'll click through from there. Um, what a lot of our affiliates do, though, is if they have, depending on what kind of traffic they have, if they have yeah. like all men or all women, they'll just link directly to the actual sales video, which is uh, applicable. A lot of women will watch the videos for men, but men won't watch the videos for women. They want to know what guys <laughs> are talking about, whereas guys are just like, whatever, I don't care. So you mentioned a few of the main drivers and desires for someone that would buy this kind of product. Are there any more that you haven't mentioned already? Well, I'll say this, like for guys... Um, if you're appealing the men in the dating niche, it's, you know, unfortunately, I would say it's all about sex, mm-hmm. right? Um, or 90% of it is about sex. It actually makes it a little more difficult in some ways in order to sell that stuff mainstream, right? Because there's very few guys out there who are sitting around saying, hey, I really wish I had a better relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they really want that, that's not what they're thinking about. And the key thing about copywriting is you don't sell people what they need. You sell them what they want, Right. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, to get it slightly vulgar, excuse me, we have a product called um, Oral Fixation. It's like a how to get a blowjob product, right? How to get mm-hmm. head.com. Funniest video I ever wrote in my entire life. And we first put that product out, and people came back to me, and they were like, Chris, I can't believe you're putting this out. It's kind of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, why don't you actually read the content? And they went back and read the content, and the content is all about being a better boyfriend, being a better husband, being a better lover, being more attentive to her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, granted, the promise, what it says on the tin is this will get you a blowjob. This will get your wife or your girlfriend or whoever else to actually enjoy giving you a blowjob. And it will do that, but the way it does that is by giving them what they actually need how to learn, which is how to be a better boyfriend, how to be a better husband, et cetera, et cetera, right? So when we're selling to guys, we're always thinking, how do we make this hotter and more sexual and more visceral in that kind of way? Um, the great way to go broke is to try to sell products that are like how to be a better man, right? Or anything like that. There just aren't enough people out there who are interested in that kind of thing to really make it a mainstream product. You know, same thing for women. If you're trying to like really focus on the sexual stuff with women, you're going to go broke. What women really want, what the vast majority of the women who are in our niche kind of want are commitment to be irresistible to a man, to be able to get the guy who's been ignoring them for a long time, if they've been in the friend zone, to get their ex back, to get that kind of thing. It's a much more emotional thing. And in a weird way for the women's stuff, it's actually more egotistical. It's more about who they are. And like, like women don't want to be romantic. They want to be romanced, which is a really important point, actually, because like women, even though they're willing to do more work as far as relationships go, they're not actually interested in doing more work. Right. What their, their fantasy is the Prince Charming fantasy. Their fantasy is the you're going to have this perfect man who's tall, who's in great shape, who's very attentive, who has eyes for her and only her, who will never look at another girl, who will never even think about cheating on her, who will do this, who will do that, who will do this, and is absolutely, utterly committed to her. You know, if you read, um, when I first got into this niche, I just started reading romance novels. Right. And checking them out. And that's the, there's a reason that kind of trashy fiction sells so well. 
You know, a lot of folks that went to college still read romance novels. Fifty Shades of Grey was a global phenomenon because it hit the exact same kind of emotional hot buttons you need to hit in your copy in order to sell the women. Right. Whereas for guys, it's all about, you know, you're going to have a girl, you know, basically begging to blah, blah, blah. It's all, it's all about the sex stuff when you get down to it. What are the biggest pain points? Are these people that have been struggling with this for a while? You know, like a guy, for example, who's in his late 20s, he's, he's still a virgin, he's never had a serious girlfriend. Is it that kind of thing? Varies, obviously, but on the men's side of things, there's a lot of guys in their 20s and 30s um, who are geeks, basically. And I'm, I'm saying yeah. that as a geek myself, right? It's not mm-hmm. like I was really popular with the ladies in high school or anything like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys who are like, you know, I, I always, I was, I live in Seattle, so I always imagine them as like the Microsoft folks, right? They're making a hundred grand a year. <laughs> they're engineers over at Microsoft. They might be Indian or Chinese or white or whatever else, but they're just not guys mm-hmm. who are good with women. And there's a lot of anger on the male side of things. Like one of the things I talk talk about when I'm consulting with folks about male-oriented sales copy for this kind of thing is just how mad these guys actually are. And it's not like they're like, you know, you know, giant muscle heads running around with steroid rages or anything like that. But there's a lot of guys who are just like, why the hell don't women like me? And they're pissed off at women for not liking them because they're like, hey, I'm a nice guy. I've got a nice, I've got a good job. I'm not a douchebag. But all the women that I want to go after are hanging out with guys from the Jersey Shore, right? Mm-hmm. They've got you know, these big muscle, muscle head kind of things who are jerks. And so there's all these guys who feel really angry about that. And if you really want to appeal to them, you know, you go after the sexual thing and getting them to be like, okay, you're going to get laid, which is a big thing. But also just like talking, you know, feeding into that anger to a certain degree, showing them that you actually understand it, showing them that you're just like, yeah, it sucks to be a guy who's not just naturally popular with women. And women have no freaking idea how hard it actually is for a quote unquote nice guy in the dating world. Right? Mm-hmm. You talk to yeah. women all the time and they're like, No, we're really easy to talk to. We just want a nice guy to come up. I'm like, No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Believe me, I've seen it over and over again. I know thousands of and I would say uh sixty percent of our buyers are divorced. They're usually mm-hmm. in their late thirties to and to late thirties to fifties, basically. Uh they're people that have kind of been through the ringer a little bit and they're like, Okay, now I need to figure out how to do this. Now, granted, the pickup guides and things like that will go to some younger folks. But generally speaking, the more relationship and dating-oriented stuff, especially on the women's side, is older. It's very rare that we actually get anybody in their early 20s who's buying that kind of stuff. Sure. So do you have any specific examples for how you would tap into these desires and pain points within the copy? For example, let's go with what you just said uh, for, for people who have just been divorced. They've been through a divorce already, and they are ready to try again and put themselves out there again. Um, how would you weave this into the copy without insulting them? You know, we don't necessarily hit on the divorce thing too much. We might do a divorce product in the future. But what we do do is we tap into the fantasy, right? So we have a new letter that we just put up. Uh, if you go to capturehim.com, C-A-P-T-U-R-E-H-I-M.com, that's one of our newest things. It's doing extremely well. We sold five or 6,000 copies our first week, and it's been taking off for us and doing really, really well. And if you watch that letter, it's, you know, it's not the prettiest thing. There's no animation or anything like that. But emotionally, it keys into exactly what that audience wants. You know, at the beginning of the video, there's a couple different versions, a couple different opens. But either way, the promise at the beginning is, hi, I'm Michael Fiore. That's an alias I use for this business. And in this video, I'm going to teach you the three simple steps to make any man you want fall in love with you. Right? Fall, fall in love with you. And again, it's just about giving them what they secretly want. A lot of people watch that and they're like, there's no steps, but they keep watching because they want to know. Right? And then during the course of the video, I tell a story, uh, it's actually a true story about when I was younger, you know, three years ago, and I was 
playing the field, sleeping with various women, dating a lot of girls, not looking for anything serious, and how I met one woman who changed everything. And how now, me and that woman are actually, my girlfriend and I are actually in the process of, we just got engaged, we're going to get married, all this other kind of stuff. And I tell that story and I use that story as a fantasy fulfillment thing for the person watching the video, Mm -hmm. right? Because what they really want, what they wanted, what all these women want more than anything else is that incredible, passionate, monogamous relationship where he wants her and only her and basically worships the ground that she walks on. Now, is that realistic? I don't know, but it's what they want. Right? Sure. It's what they really, sure. really, really want. You know, I call it the lie, the, the, the myth of Prince Charming is what they're kind of going for. And if you watch that copy throughout the entire thing, I'm weaving that back into it. I'm talking about how they're going to have power over men, how dating is going to be easy, how suddenly the one man they've been looking for for all of their lives since they were a little girl is finally going to find them instead of having to attract douchebags and assholes online who just show them the blah, blah, blah. Right? All sure. that kind of stuff. But you're building up that fantasy and using storytelling to do it is the biggest thing. You mentioned there about women wanting that monogamous relationship. Is that the same for men? Are men looking to commit to one woman, or are they looking for lots of women, potentially? Even men that want that don't want that. Like, for men, you'd never... You know, for men, what you would do, if you're you're talking to a married guy, you would talk about reviving reviving his her sex drive, reviving the passion you used to have. Uh, you would talk about getting her not to nag on you anymore. You would talk about that kind of thing. For guys, for more relationship-oriented stuff, it's more about having the choice of any woman you want, right? Like, that's the yeah. biggest thing. Because, I mean, this is just basic evolutionary psychology, but uh, as sexism as it may sound, men really are much more wired for variety than women are. Like, guys yeah. don't sit around fantasizing about having the one girl. We just mm-hmm. don't do it. Whether we should or not, is a, I'll leave that to the theology, to, you know, the religious folks, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. So you have to kind of go for reality here, and you talk about in that kind of stuff. I mean, there's some great letters out there that some friends of mine have written in the pickup niche that are just extraordinarily sexual and are extraordinarily about basically having the ability to sleep with any girl you want. And that's what you're kind of going for. For online dating stuff, you know, my buddy Dave Miz is a great online dating product, and it's all about how to get perfect 10 beautiful women to write you back and beg you for a date. Right. There's a lot of folks I know who do like women approach you is a big one. John Alanis does that where it's like basically how to get women, you know, how to be the guy who you're just out at the bar and women come over to you without you having to do any work, without you having to be the one to go after them. But it's much more about numbers. And you never want to really run numbers for women because women like the, the idea of like even the idea of like getting any guy you want doesn't work as well with women as getting that one man you've been dreaming of to finally come after you. It's a totally different thing. And granted, this is a generalization, right? There's going to be women who are more into a variety of guys. There's going to be men who are just looking for that one woman. But that's a small percentage. And in marketing, we're not going for that tiny percentage. We're going for the biggest part of a relatively small niche. The more this interview has gone on, Chris, it's very clear that there's definitely no point in trying to write both genders. It's just going to be a waste of time. You know, We're coming from totally different angles. So... As far as natural desires go, men and women can sometimes want totally opposite things. Even if they're feeling the same emotions. Like, I mean, there are plenty of guys who do want the marriage and kids and monogamy and things like that, but it doesn't trigger, that doesn't trigger that thing in the back of their brain. Yeah. Right? It doesn't like, it doesn't hit them upside the head. If you say, you can have a great wife and kids and blah, 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 yeah, whatever. Right? (laughs) But this isn't what we're thinking about. Even if we want it, even if we got our attention. You know, look at pornography, look at, like, you know, advertising in general. It's all about the hot young woman who wants you. Look at beer commercials, right, where you got a big fat guy in his 40s who's suddenly dancing with 22-year-old supermodels. That's what guys want. Deep in our lizard brains, that's what we want. So, 
Do we have to be tasteful in this kind of copy? Or is there a place for being, you know, a bit more crude, maybe even a bit sleazy? Or should that be totally avoided? I mean, what's your, what's your brand? What are you trying to get across? And where are you trying to get traffic from? So I would say for the, on the male side of things, you know, I know a lot of guys who uh, buy advertising on pornography sites and things like that. You need to be sleazy for that to work. Right, you need to be pornographic essentially for that to work. For the women's stuff, you don't really want to go there. You can talk about sex. Women do want to. I mean, read Cosmo. Women want to talk about sex, right? But you don't want it to be vulgar with women. You don't want it to be um, disgusting with women. With guys, you just get you can you can go as far as you can go. But remember, like this, you know, marketing does not exist in a vacuum. Yeah. Right. Um, people are sending traffic to your site or you're buying traffic to your site. If you're going really, really dirty, the number of avenues where you can buy traffic shrinks incredibly. You're not going to be able to go to Facebook and send, you know, traffic to a site that's all about, uh, you know, what giant penises or whatever else. Right? You can't do it. Yeah. So you need to kind of consider, you know, it's all a balancing act of like knowing what emotional drivers are going to push somebody and not necessarily going over the edge. You know, we have one called, um, Texture, Wife in the Bed. That's our original one. That video is still up. And it does a pretty good balancing act between being sexual and being about sex while not being vulgar. Right? Sure. We've had women who've watched that video and really liked it because, yes, it talks about sex, talks about things like that, but it's not like, you know, naked girls all over the place and blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's just a little more tasteful. But yeah, you want to go as far as you can go. Like in general in marketing, when I screw up my marketing, it's when I don't go far enough. Right? When I screw up, it's because I try to play it safe. It's because I'm just like, okay, well, I don't want to go. I, I know what's going to work, but I don't really want to go for it. And you just have to go for it. You know, got to go balls to the wall every single time. It's a very competitive marketplace. And the only way to succeed is to have your stuff convert better than anybody else's. Would you say there's any um, gray areas? For example, Christian dating um, or something like that, even though deep down, like you said, the lizard brain, it, it's still all the same from person to person. And they still want those things, but maybe they don't like to think of themselves thinking or wanting those things. Like, you make it more euphemistic, you make it more about, you know, again, it's all about just knowing your market, though. Yeah. If you're going mm -hmm. to the Christian stuff, you need to understand the Christian marketplace. You need to understand the values. And you also need to understand, uh, this is, the, you need to understand the lies people tell themselves. Like, fundamentally, we're all liars. We all lie to ourselves every single day about who we are, about what we want, about what we believe, things yeah. like that. If you're going after the Christian marketplace, you got to understand that even though they're telling themselves, yes, you know, no sex before marriage, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, it's not what's really going on in the back of their brain. We're still animals, you know? We're still animals who just want what we want, right? And that's what you have to appeal to. And there's ways to do that in your copy that aren't quite so obvious, right? You're not going to have you know, a Christian dating kind of thing with a lot of pornographic type material on it. But you can still, um, you can still allude to it in some way. You can still excite somebody using more, you know, more points of language. My last question, Chris, is are you using long form sales copy or do you recommend using video sales letters in this niche or a bit of both? We've built our whole multi-million dollar business on video sales letters. Oh, cool. Yeah. Our entire business, you know, we've done millions and millions of dollars in sales at this point. And our entire business is built on CSL. That's kind of where I came from. I was writing video sales letters quite successfully a few years ago for other people. They were doing very, very well. And um, I really feel like our understanding video sales letters is what got us into the game in the first place. When I first came into this business, nobody nobody in this niche was really using videos. They were all using long copy. They were all using long copy that was the exact same long copy they'd used five years earlier. And it was all based off of kind of the double your dating up and pagan stuff. All of it, right? Mm -hmm. And 
so we came in and had something different and all of a sudden people are like, wow, Chris, your stuff converts so much better than ours does. And now a lot of our bigger partners and a lot of our bigger affiliates have started using VSLs as well. Um, similar to ours in certain ways. So I, I think the video thing, at least for now, you know, 2013, that's the way you do it. That's okay. the way if you really want to get a successful thing. Uh, there are certain traffic sources that will run long copy to instead. Um, oftentimes, if somebody doesn't buy right away, we'll send them to a long copy sales letter afterwards because mm-hmm. they might just want to read it. But generally speaking, conversion rates on a good video are way higher than they are going to be on a long copy letter. Um, again, though, it's got to be a good video. And the way you write a video is somewhat different than the way you would write a long copy sales letter because the way people digest video is totally different than how they read a long copy sales letter. You read a long copy sales letter, you just keep skipping down the page, right? Mm-hmm. You read the headline, you read the next the, the subhead, you read the next uh, the subhead that's further down, you go up and down, you'll go down and you try to find the price, you look at this other stuff, you read this other stuff, and you're kind of, you know, it's a, a way different way of doing it as opposed to a video where you're forced to digest it in the order that I want you to digest it. You don't know mm-hmm. what's coming next. You don't even know there's a product half the time if I start my sales letter right. Brilliant. I don't know whether you prefer to keep this private or not, Chris, but do you have any examples where we can go and check out some of your video sales letters um, just so that we can see and get a clear picture of what you're talking about here? Yeah, if you go to like some of our stuff, and also I mean, we we know we take affiliates all the time, so you can even learn more about our stuff there. Um, Butcherhim.com is our newest one. That one's cranking; it's doing really well. Texture Xback is doing really, really well. Um, those are probably the two. The two, and actually, WhyHeLies.com is a fun one as well. That's a more that's a live action video we do. Cool. I'll include those links in the uh, in the blog post and on the show notes. And anyone listening to this can go check them out as a great example of video sales letters in this niche. Chris, where can we go for those of us who are interested in your copywriting information? Where can we go for that? I don't. I don't teach this stuff uh, publicly anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do videos and such. I do. I do. Um, I mean, I do this kind of thing occasionally, and I, I speak yeah. a couple times a year. I'm going to speak at um, Mind Valley's thing in a couple months. Um, yeah. But I kind of retired from the copywriting world just because I'm. It's. It's. You know, like with anything. Here's the deal, guys. You want to learn something? You study the people that are doing it, not the people that are teaching it. Right. Mm-hmm. People that are teaching it are often not the ones who really know what they're doing. You got to find. I mean, there are there are um, there are people who are. Uh, you know, like, like Clayton Makepeace is a brilliant copywriter, and he also teaches copywriting. Uh, but he's just working in the trenches every single day. But for me, at least, I figured out that I'd make a lot more money and have a lot more fun just taking what I knew how to do and using it than I ever would just like, you know. The last thing I want to do is set up a, like, here's how to write copy product. Because it's just sure. not as much fun. And, it's, and again, like, teaching copywriting is a way smaller market than teaching people how to have better relationships. Well, thank you, Chris, for, for doing this interview. Um, do you have a just a personal website that people can go to? Pretty sure Megan, who works for me, um, we took that site down because we were just getting we were getting too many copywriting inquiries through it. Okay, no worries. I, I didn't know that you'd retired from this altogether, so I'm feeling quite privileged. Fun to do every once in a while, just not something that we're trying to sell. Awesome. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, it would be very much appreciated. And Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate it. The online marketing show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. 